0: Let's just quickly have a chat about my new book, which is coming. It's out June the 27th. And I would just adore you all if you could click pre-order now, because I promise you this book is even better than my others. The science of plant-based nutrition is for everyone. It's for people that eat meat and for people that don't. And it's going to help educate you all about the benefits of a plant-based diet. We cover things such as obviously the gut microbiome, the immune system. Should you be worried about plant milk, seed oils, anti-nutrients? Do you need to take omega-3 supplements? There are so many questions. And I basically think that the world of scientific research is just changing at a dizzying pace and myths and fads are proliferating everywhere so with the science of plant-based nutrition you can achieve a plant-packed diet that's right for you this book is for children all the way up to adults I hope that it will be in universities again like the previous one and schools and libraries and i've got the most amazing forwards and good praise for it from deliciously ella joe wicks fern cotton and tim Spector. so if you could head over to amazon now hit pre-order on the science of plant-based nutrition i promise you won't regret it Welcome back to season 17 of Food for Thought. It's incredible to be here. My name is Rhiannon Lambert. For everyone that doesn't know, the reason this podcast is so unique is that I myself am a registered nutritionist. So I have two nutritional science degrees, a master practitioner, further diplomas in different areas of nutrition. The Retrition Clinic I founded in 2016. And we have some amazing psychologists, dietitians, nutritionists in there to help you with your one-to-one advice. Not forgetting also if you need any additional support to your diet, we have Retrition Plus, which is formulated for you with the latest scientific research out there. Now, we're here to bring you a fantastic series ahead full of tons of amazing guests. If you need any extra information, you can find Retrition across all social media platforms, even from TikTok to Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. And of course, you can head over to Amazon and Leading Bookshops and find any Rhiannon Lambert authored book out there from the science of nutrition to recipe books about pregnancy. And of course, my first baby back in 2000 2017 re-nourish. So, let's get on to it. Enjoy Season 17 of Food for Thought. Today, we speak with the force to be reckoned with, and that is the incredible Tia Toomey Orr. She is on a remarkable journey from gymnast in her youth to becoming a six-times CrossFit Games champion, showcasing not only her physical abilities, but also her determination. Now, Tia's story is remarkable. It's not just about athletic triumphs. It's also about overcoming challenges, a growth in her mindset, and of course, inspiring others to pursue their own paths to greatness. As an ambassador for health, fitness, and resilience, she continues to leave her mark, not only in the realm of sports, but also in motivating individuals worldwide to push their limits and redefine what's possible This chat today with Tia was quite literally life-changing for me. She is a mother, but also, you know, doing it all, literally, but in a way that is relatable and she shares the ups and the downs. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, Tia.
1: Hello. How are you? Thanks so much for having me.
0: Oh, no, I've been so excited. It's a very, very impressive bio you have, I have to say, and I have so many questions for you, and I guess it's a good time to start by introducing you to our listeners with your own words, you know how how you have got into CrossFit, how you got into this type of training, and also I want to ask you as well, being a woman navigating the different type of sport, I want to ask you all these questions as to how
1: you've excelled
0: and you got into it
1: <laughs> um well, you know, I guess in a way it was something that I never really had just planned. It was just something that as my journey progressed, you know, opportunities came and I took them with both hands. And from, from there, we've just been able to really make uh, what's been presented to us um, in a, in a really incredible way. So everything started basically, um, when I wanted to kind of find myself again you know I was kind of in a little bit of a low point and I thought oh, okay I'm going to get back into running and at the time uh, I wanted to do 400 meter hurdles so I knew I needed to improve my fitness I had some time off and you know my husband he wasn't my husband at the time but um, Shane he actually encouraged me to go and try out CrossFit so Uh, Went to CrossFit, didn't actually like it my very first time, but I went back two months later and gave it a second chance and, you know, the rest is history. Here I am, I've gone, you know, to the Olympics, I've done the Commonwealth Games, you know, I've, um, you know, done multiple different sports as well as CrossFit and it's just been such a wild journey. It's so hard to say because, you
0: know, you say it so casually, oh, I've done the Olympics, you know, I've done the Commonwealth Games. It, it's pretty huge. I mean, I've seen you on the TV. You, you've, got to, you've got to think about um, <laughs> you are up there with obviously the world's elite. And have you always been like this from childhood? You say, you know, you went to CrossFit, didn't quite like it, you went back. But there must have been something from school or early years that got you into uh, fitness or wanting to do it.
1: Yeah, I would say I'm very sporty. My parents are very outdoors people. They constantly have me trying new things, you know, really having a better understanding of what I really enjoy. So every day, every day after school, you know, I was going to a different sport from tennis to swimming uh, to nippers, what we, we do here in Australia, um, you know, playing netball, like so many different sports both individual and team, and I suppose that um, presented a very competitive edge within myself. Uh, so, you know, when CrossFit came into my life and it provided so many different challenges, challenges that I never really expected, and there were challenges and more like competitiveness within myself. It wasn't actually against uh, opponents so, and to, to be honest, I didn't even know CrossFit was a sport. I just thought it was a fitness regime. So, you know, that was one thing that I really was drawn to. And I, I actually accidentally, you know, qualified for the CrossFit Games and then came second. And that really <laughs> just took a ter- turn that I didn't even expect.
0: What is, nip- did you say Nippy we don't have that in the UK. You said in Australia that. What is that?
1: Yeah, it's nippers. So it's actually for young kids. um, And you actually, you know, grow into if it's something that you want to pursue, you grow into being an Ironman. So, you know, there's, um, you know, all different age groups from a very young age. And, you know, every Sunday morning, kids go down to the beach and, they they learn how to um body surf they learn how to read the waves it, it's actually a very incredible program that we do down here but um they've actually been able to you know create it into a sport and, and really prep the kids if it's something that they enjoy um to be you know an iron man or an iron woman so um Lots of fun. Definitely look it up because they play flags. Yeah. It's, it's adorable. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I'm sure.
0: So my um my kids are one and three. I've got two boys. And I'm hoping that okay. they're going to have opportunities, you know, in the sporting world in that way. So I know in the UK we're big on, you know, football or rugby. But I don't think CrossFit has taken off in the way it should actually from seeing um yeah have got a few friends that are into it but I really think there's a lot of space for things to grow over here and we can learn from from you guys over there especially with what, what you do with the kids but I mean that in itself is pretty incredible and of course your new book as well is called um, the heart is the strongest muscle now it's the title that intrigued me and I thought hang on a minute this isn't just your I'm an amazing athlete I'm releasing a book the the title in itself must have a a deeper meaning there. I'd love to ask you about the book, where it came from.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you are absolutely right. CrossFit is growing. I know from the last five years since being in the US, coming back to Australia, it's grown significantly over here. And it's really great to see Um, And I definitely think that it's a a really incredible program for kids to do to help their fitness, help their strength and their development for their chosen sports like soccer, like football and everything like that. But um, yes, my book, I'm finally coming out with it in February. So I'm very, very excited. And, you know, the title came from... Basically, what it says, it's you know, your heart is really what it takes to, you know, believe in yourself and go out after your dreams. And also, when the times get tough, how, how badly do you really want it? And you know, I was growing up as a young kid, and my mum and dad would always say, you know, Tia, how big is your heart? You know, like how badly do you want this? Um, show me how big your heart is because you know, when you have put your whole self into something, you'll be so surprised with the outcome. And I think that, you know, my journey is a true definition of that. You know, I felt very in love with CrossFit. I felt, felt very passionate about sports and, and how com- competitive I could be and challenging myself. And you know, that that really came down to how big my heart was. Uh, and, you know, throughout the journey, I've learned the importance of mental toughness and, you know, the physical aspect of, of, you know, competing as well. And I think, you know, I feel like I've always had the heart there. I've always had that physical ability because of how sporty and athletic I've been. But the mental side of things is something that I've really had to hone into and, and understand and appreciate how important your mental fortitude is in everything that you do, and that is really the crux of what I talk about in the book
0: yeah, which it's true um to be an athlete at the level at the level you are, there's so many factors, like you said, I think um mental resilience. The journey doesn't just happen overnight, and I think um something people will see when they see your success and they see how far you've come. A lot of people assume, oh, well, you know, she probably just trained and it just happened like that. But I'm sure you've had so many hurdles and obstacles to overcome on the way. You must have felt the lowest of lowest sometimes. Or how on earth mm. do you pick yourself up some days and think, I need to train this morning because this is my livelihood or I've got a goal on days where you just quite honestly don't fancy it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is something that we face regardless if you're a competitor or an athlete trying to, you know, win a world championship, it's everyday people that are striving for that promotion, or, you know, just trying to make something of themselves. And for me, I always come back to my why. And, you know, this is something I talk about in the book, the why is so important, because It allows you to understand why you're trying to go out there and achieve something. And when I put it in my situation, when I very first started this journey and I finally decided, Hey, I want to go to the Olympics. The crux of why I wanted to do something like that was purely just to have stories and memories to share with my future children. And you know, it, it just goes to show it doesn't need to be something so dramatic. It doesn't need to be something crazy. It, it just needs to be something that's important to you personally. And from there, every year my why has slightly changed because of where I am in my life and what's going on and everything like that. So, you know, fast forward five years from that point. Of course, that was always in the back of my mind, but I'd already created these memorable moments and everything. So my my why had to evolve. And, you know, it started becoming a lot more about wanting to be the most dominant athlete within my sport. And, you know, from there it's evolved even more to, you know, being the best mother I could possibly be. And so uh, when I come back to, you know, your question and and how do you overcome the challenges in those days that really bring that question of how badly do I really want to achieve this how do I keep moving forward it's coming back to that why finding that momentum to keep that mo- motivation going and you know really digging deep and seeing how big your heart is it's
0: important I, I want to ask a few questions if you don't mind Um, about navigating fitness as a woman first of all because we know that research has been lacking for women for many years um, and I find it personally quite interesting because obviously we work in the nutrition clinic in my line of work with a variety of athletes and I think there's just been a lack of support for women did you receive Mm -hmm. nutritional help or was it quite a good team that you had set up they understood your cycle they understood what was going on what you needed
1: you know, it's one of those things where I'm constantly having to try and find that right support and it just goes to show that everyone is different. You know, it what might work for me doesn't work for you, for example. And, uh, you know, it's really incredible to have people like yourself out there with the right education because there are a lot of people that can lead false, you know, information and maybe not align the right nutrition plan with the right person. So it is a constant battle and something that I've had to filter through my many years of trying to compete and, and get that extra edge. But I've also learned and grown. So it wasn't necessarily things that I look back on and have any regrets. It's just things that, for example, I really like a higher fats diet. And when I was starting to learn macros and Um, you know, diving deeper into that, I really realized how important just a slightly higher fats diet was so beneficial to me versus, you know, a higher carbohydrate diet. So, um, you know, little things like that have definitely helped where, you know, now I can apply that into my uh, routine so that when I'm training every single day, I'm able to recover and then, you know, back it up the day after. And then again, when it comes to competition, you know, it's something every year you're wanting to evolve as well. And so it's uh, definitely a, a constant thing that you need to keep educating yourself on, but highly, highly important.
0: It's, it's so great that you're aware of that, though, the fact that A, obviously, we know there's a lot of charlatans out there when it comes to nutrition, but B, we are unique. And as you quite rightly said, if you found that fat as your energy source is more beneficial for you in my head i'm thinking straight away it makes perfect sense you know a female weightlifting you know people people will just assume though protein 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 we see yeah. this kind of um media messages oh you're an olympic athlete oh you weightlift what's your protein intake and they forget yeah. about the rest of your diet what about what keeps you healthy you can't get sick on the day that you're about to go and compete and if you are you need to know how you're going to manage that So do Mm -hmm. you have a set kind of like, this is, I don't know what to call it, not match day or game day, competition day. This is comp day. Do you have a religious kind of routine, ritualistic that you always stick to that helps get you in that headspace?
1: Slightly. I would say the food precisely is not the exact same every single time. Sometimes my mum doesn't come with me to all my competitions. So, you know, they're not as, not as good when my mom's not there. But, uh, you know, for me, it's always about depending on how many events that I'm uh, competing in, I'll eat at least two hours before and typically it's a very full meal. Then I have as soon as I get off the competition floor, I'm warming down and I have uh, – like they're just more like it's kind of like baby food, but it's not actually baby food. But it really just gets you know um, my energy levels stocked up again. I'm constantly hydrating and having a lot of electrolytes. Um, I have you know like uh, hydration salts, so it just I find that that my body has responded really well to them, so that I can really maintain that hydration level through our competition. And you know it's just. It's all about just constantly eating and trying to restore my energy levels, to be honest. Um, And, you know, I I definitely really believe in the whole wholesome foods.
0: And by that, you mean, I think the conversation at the moment um, in in my world is ultra processed foods and cooking from scratch, (laughs) trying to get whole food groups in, in a way, you know, you're, you're trying to obviously you say wholesome, I presume it's just really good quality, nice meals that you enjoy Because it is possible to enjoy food um, and fuel your body in the way you need for performance. And there's a big misconception that anybody involved in the sporting world has to restrict in some way, shape or form. And I'd love to know. Um, just from a, um, a point of view on the Food for Thought podcast, on how your mental resilience has played a role with staying on track with what works for you. I mean, you have been swayed by other people or other voices. Is that your family grounding? Is that is that, like you said, your mum used to always ask you, you know, and they used to ask you, is your heart really in this? Or has it come from failures along the way? How has is, how is that really stuck?
1: Yeah, I think a little bit of everything right you know past experiences and all that it definitely comes back to what my priority is so setting my goals and understanding what it is I want to achieve that has been a high priority for me and then once I understand what the mission is what the goal is then I'm able to essentially backtrack and really plan out okay you know Is this wedding that's going to be incredibly fun and very memorable going to help me stand on top of the podium? And what timeline does that look like? If it's six months out from my competition, of course I'm going to be there. But if it's a week before my competition, it might be something that I might have to miss out on. And, you know, throughout the journey, I've definitely had to make certain adjustments to the schedule. You know, I've missed out on many things. But when I very first, decided that this is what I wanted to achieve I knew that there were going to be certain situations where I had to make those decisions and I don't know if you've noticed but I don't want to call them sacrifices because when I signed up for this it was one of those things where it wasn't a it's not a sacrifice because I want to do this you know and so I think that it's very important that you got to recognize that prioritize everything that You're wanting to achieve because you've got to really, you know, you can do so many different things, which is incredible, but you might have to spread yourself very thin to actually be able to achieve them. If you dive straight, straight into doing one particular thing, then, you know, you're going to have, you could really go all in and dedicate and be really, really good at that one thing. So It really comes down to the personal preference and figuring out what it is that person wants to do. But when I think about the book that I've just written, I go into, you know, the experiences that I've had and, you know, I guess like the turning points that I've really learned from that have contributed to my success. And it's so fascinating. It can just relate and roll over to so many different people, no matter what journey they're they're on.
0: No, the language we use, it's really interesting, not calling it sacrifices, but I think actually it's almost um, those that love you and care about you, you know, your core friends and your family will obviously understand. And Mm -hmm. we should be allowed to make those types of decisions that fit for our life and fit for our goals without this huge feeling Afterwards, of guilt, or um, I don't even want to put a label on it because it could be a variety of emotions or feelings. But it's important people understand the hard work that goes into into what you do. You know, I think um, it is your life, it is your work, and if you look at it in that way as well, it's so it's just crucial because what's the point in spending years and years working up towards this one goal? And then one thing, letting it slide last minute that could derail you from that when you've invested so much time. So in your perspective, let's go back to women in sports. I am Mm -hmm. loving 2024 already when we're recording this because I feel like women are getting a platform that they have deserved for years. And maybe it has been growing and you must have witnessed it, but we're only just really... Mainstream wise, having these conversations in my world, it's about menopause, it's about female health, and you know, getting finally getting research funded towards this area. For you as a woman in sport, how do you feel CrossFit in particular has evolved over the years and how people have approached you or spoken to you? Do you see a difference, or have you always had a a, quite good respect level there?
1: It's really interesting because there's definitely been a difference in other sports like weightlifting, like bobsled, you know, other sports that I've done. But within CrossFit, I'm very fortunate women get paid the same. If anything, I would say that the women's competition is actually viewed more than the men. And that changes year to year. So, you know, don't quote me on that. But there have been times where the competition on the women's side have been more entertaining Uh, And so it's really fascinating because that's very rare to come across. And, you know, I am very proud to be a part of a sporting organization that actually really promotes women and strength and just how incredible it is to have women in sport. But I also have noticed in, you know, maybe the last 12 to 24 months in Australia as well, the sports like women's sports have been recognized a lot more as well and so i do think that it's something that is finally you know getting a lot a lot more recognition than what it did in the past there is still so much more to go but i think it's just really comes down to us as women really trying to push our limitations showcase what we're capable of doing because You know, my latest journey has been giving birth to my baby girl. And it's crazy the world that that opened up for me. And so it really allowed people to see what women are truly capable of. Women are having, you know, children all the time, every single day. And, you know, the changes that women go through in their body to then also create a human being is just unbelievable. And then also breastfeeding and, or not breastfeeding, and really going through the the postpartum journey as well. So, you know, it's, it is truly incredible. And that is one of the reasons why I've decided to come back into competition is to showcase that women regardless of what's going on in our lives, we are truly capable of anything we set our minds to because there was always this stigma back in the day where once you have children you have to, you know, stay home, be a stay-home mom and do all that. And now, you know, society is slightly changing and it's evolving as the years go by. And it's really nice to see now fathers wanting to be stay-home fathers so that women can actually be, um, you know, chasing after their career and, and really um, challenging themselves the way they really want to stimulate themselves. So it's, it all goes hand in hand. And there's a lot of work to, still to be done. But I think it's very fair to recognize the progress that a lot of women have made in the in the world. Yeah. Uh, and you know,
0: no, oh, so much to comment on what you've just said. So much to think about. First of all, yes, the female race is absolutely incredible. We know that. You know, you're a mother. You're you're competing again. You're showing your your young one that look, it is possible. Women are strong, and I, I think that's that is just the most important message that we can put out there for the children in terms of the example set. But what I find so odd, and it was, it was almost laughable here. I think it was last year or the year before at Wimbledon tennis women should finally wear black shorts around that time of month it was just like ludicrous uh, the fact that these big decisions were making the headlines you know, <laughs> you know the headlines wow you know yeah women get yeah. periods it's funny that it's great you're actually allowing them to wear black shorts but that's how <laughs> in terms of do you know it, it's and we've got women's well, football here which the lionesses where we, they're doing really well and it's football has been such a male dominated sport in the UK and I think around yeah. the world and Finally, it's amazing to hear CrossFit, they're paid the same, because that is definitely not the case in the majority of sports still. So, yes, let's acknowledge how amazing it is and how far it's come. And thank you for people like yourself, Tia, because you're obviously, you know, leading, leading the way. You're in that generation of athletes that are literally leading the way. Hi guys, just a quick moment of your time to introduce to you all my new Retrition Plus Children's Vitamin D drops. Now these are carefully crafted, you know I've got children myself with your little ones in mind and the easy to use child friendly drops are designed of course with a vegan vitamin D3 to support normal bones, muscles and teeth. These drops aren't just easy to take because you know i put them in a milk bottle or i can put them in water they can take them as they are in their mouth whatever's easiest for your child but you know we make it an ultimate health hero for your children we ensure that they're going to grow up strong and healthy it's our top priority let's be honest and it's recommended by the government that children take vitamin d drops if you guys want to find out more about retrition plus head over to retritionplus.com and you can browse all of the products that we've created and find one that's right for you My commitment and the team's commitment to health goes way beyond just providing quality supplements. I believe in transparency, sustainability and a responsible approach to well-being. So Retrition Plus is essentially like your partner, I suppose, in achieving a healthier and more balanced you. We are rooted in science. We are focused on you. Be sure if you want to sign up, of course, to our newsletter via the website and make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Retrition Plus. So you are up to date with the latest products and science based information. So let's talk about mum life balance very quickly. Sleepless nights. You know, I was up all night last night with my younger. It's hard, isn't it? Navigating, navigating your cool and getting everything done whilst trying to be the best version of yourself.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I have to give a lot of credit to my baby. And every mom, every parent, they, I I totally understand now why you want to brag and, and, you know, show off your pride and joy, right? Like the impact that these children have on our lives, uh, nothing else can come close to that. And, you know, there, there are definitely challenging moments, you know, times where you're sleep deprived, you're hungry, but you know, you, you've got the busiest schedule. You've not that you deliberately overcommitted yourself, but you know, you're running late and doing things where you just, life is absolutely crazy And, you know, just an example today, I was in the gym, my babysitters were unavailable today, which is totally fine. But, you know, I just I still had to train and my poor baby, she, you know, started crying while I was in the middle of a lifting piece. And it's so hard to want to keep producing and, and Keep challenging yourself as an athlete, and and you know training as hard as you possibly can to stand on top of the podium. But your number one priority needs you, and so having that balance is definitely really challenging. But I tell you what, the the gratitude that I have, I wouldn't want it any other way because having her there, watching me train, or you know doing things outside the gym together, are just so incredibly. Special, and this is what I. This is why I embarked on this journey to start off with, to have these mem- memorable moments with her. But I think it's you know when you do have those challenging times, reassuring yourself and and you know talking to yourself positively, saying you know I'm not alone in this. Other people are going through challenging moments in their lives as well. You know, some may be going through you know, life-threatening issues, right? And it's it's one of those things that allows you to center yourself and, and understand that, hey, you know, it's okay, like, again, coming back to your priority, understanding your why, and recognizing that you're doing your absolute best. And And at the end of the day, if you know you're doing your absolute best, that's all that anyone can ever ask from you. And so not getting overwhelmed, not getting flustered or frustrated about not being able to do everything the way you'd intended is okay. And I think we are our hardest critics and some people we don't recognize or realize how hard we are on ourselves. And so as much as you are trying to be really strong and, you know, strive for greatness you can still do that but be really good to yourself and you know share those positive reinforcements with yourself and and that is very very important not just for your self esteem to boost you up and make you feel good but also for your progress and you know your mental health um and and that that's a whole different thing to talk about as well
0: it is and we should go there um well we can in the time because what you just mentioned you know i tend to find in western society the um the village isn't there there's this phrase you know it takes a village to raise a child and then on top of that in the workplace for females the support isn't there as we've said you know we're only just starting to get there so who is our biggest cheerleader it has to be ourselves like you just Mm -hmm. said And that is actually really difficult which is why i love podcasts i'm hoping that anyone listen to this it's just a little reminder tower yourself your you're doing great at your job today tell yourself you're a good mom today or what, whatever it takes because no matter how glossy someone's life may look or put together it is not put together I appeared on this podcast to you this morning but my laptop was dead you know I couldn't even find a charger to plug my laptop in and I've, I'm on series 17 of this podcast you I know, mean, it happens to us all right yeah And it is so, so important to be kind, like you said. But let's talk about mental health in sports. And are there any misconceptions, I think, that people, especially surrounding weightlifting, because I can think of several right now, but I'm sure you experience them every day, huge misconceptions people have. But equally, how on earth your mental health deals with those misconceptions and the challenges and the vocab surrounding the sports that you do and the, the life that you lead?
1: Yeah. There was uh there's yes, like you said, there's definitely a lot. One thing that I think back on my journey was the the weight loss, you know, and and understanding how to do I optimize my performance but also, you know, health be, being healthy to lose weight and strip weight uh where it wasn't jeopardizing my performance but also as a woman uh f- you know, especially trying to maintain like a regular cycle and everything, it, it it's very very challenging. And I think when you very when you're just starting out as well, um, it it can be very challenging. So and very overwhelming. So, the, I talk about this in my book because I've had to lose a lot of weight for weightlifting. I've also had to gain a lot of weight for bobsleigh and so those journeys of being okay with being really really small or you know overweight compared to what i'm used to that that has been very very challenging and and body image is something that we speak about especially within women where we get scrutinized for what we're wearing how we look what our hair looks like and all that type of stuff and so It's definitely something that needs to be vocalized and addressed and, you know, for for other women out there that they're, they're able to hear this and say, oh, wow, you know, I'm not the only one that's going through these challenges. It's okay to, you know, feel this as well because we all go through it at a point in our lives where our body does change. And this is, again, I was experiencing it through pregnancy as well um willow is my first daughter and it's really crazy no one warned me to say goodbye to my old body and as much as it was so beautiful that i was growing a human being inside i felt very sad that i was never going to have the body that i had prior and so that was a huge realization for me that of course I'm I'm okay with and, and I've come to terms with this, but it was quite shocking to start with. Sorry, I know we've gone kind of gone off and gone back to um, you know this, but it, it's very it's all very similar.
0: No, it's really relevant. I mean, women, especially something that we talk about a lot um, with the clients we work with, equally. I'm very acutely aware of is the pressure in society of how women look. We're always commented on in the press. There's always a headline about how we look, but equally what you've had to go through is is you've lived in different bodies and that's such a strange experience to feel. You are the same person, but you've lived in a smaller body, a larger body, a pregnant body. You, you had to navigate the fact your body is also your performance. It's also your livelihood, but at the same time, it's your emotions, you're allowed to feel grateful. It's like that, I don't know if you saw it, I don't know if it's your thing or not your thing, but it went viral from the Barbie movie, the speech that America Ferreira, um, she did this huge speech about females. Females can't look this way, but they can do this, but they can't do that and they should do this. And it's like that feeling of, yes, we're allowed to be grateful for what, how amazing our bodies are, but it doesn't make it any easier that we live in different bodies, mm. especially females throughout their lives. And what you've experienced in... Transition. I, I don't know how you do it with with motherhood to your everyday line of work because your body goes through huge changes growing a baby. <laughs> yeah. Huge. So, hats off to you for touching on that because I would agree with you. A big misconception for females is body image is the meeting the weight target psychologically. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm sure you're aware of this anyway, but. Our brain goes through different changes when we lose weight and it goes through changes when we gain weight because the endocrine system or the hormones that are built upon the fats in our body, the body fat percentage, the chemical signals that are happening with our gut health, the periods of dieting or gaining weight, there is a lot of interaction that happens throughout those times. So not only is it natural to feel that way, it's not spoken about enough. Mm. And I think a lot of people, maybe you had comments or praise about how you looked in a smaller body versus Mm -hmm. a larger body versus... It's bizarre, isn't it? The headlines. Do you find that frustrating that headlines are often for females on that sort of thing over the performance you deliver?
1: Yeah, I mean, social media, it's what our world thrives on these days. And I think that it can be very challenging, can be very demoralizing and I think it's so hard because a lot of people compare themselves to everyone and that is where we find those challenges those hurdles that we cannot overcome because you know we're seeing this really amazing life that so and so is living and you know it's not always rainbows and sunshines for everyone right and so I think that that is there is a huge misconception and then obviously you have your keyboard warriors that definitely are, aren't feeling very good about themselves, but want to bring others down. And, you know, we talked, you were asking me about weightlifting and a lot of comments when I very first started were, Oh, she cannot possibly lift that much weight at that body weight. You know, she's on steroids and all this type of stuff. But I think, you know, these comments and, You know, going through or facing these types of challenging uh, hurdles, let's say, can build you as a human being, can build you as an individual and and allow you to grow. And I think you need to flip and turn that around into a positive thing. When I very first started and I had a lot of people say, oh, you can't do that or, you know, you're not built for this it was, well, you know what, you said I can't do that, so I'm totally going to go out and do that. And so flipping the switch, you know, really really channeling that negativity and turning it into a positive thing and not getting down is crucial to understanding, you know, how to overcome those challenges and, and how to kind of get out of that funk. And I think something that's helped me be able to understand that, okay, this is what I have to do in order to achieve my goal, understanding my priorities, coming back to my why, all those key little components are what helped me overcome that stress or, you know, feeling unsure about myself. And then I also think that what has helped contribute to, you know, progressing forward and moving forward is just really – understanding that or, or surrounding yourself with good people. So, you know, for example, falling on my husband and saying, Hey, Hey Shane, you know, like obviously I'm, I've got these comments, you know, on my social media posts about this and that. Uh, and Shane made a comment. was like, you know, take it as a compliment that people think that you're superhuman for ta- and, and they think that it's just steroids. Like that's, that's a compliment in a way, you know? And so, I mean, it, it was one of those things that definitely helped me overcome such negative comments that kind of brought me down initially. Uh, but now it's more of a water off duck's back and, oh, well, you know, it, it, it's a compliment. So it's just like little things like that, yeah, that you, I think you, you definitely can evolve and, and turn it around to, to your advantage if, if you look at it right.
0: I love that, how you twist and how you look at things. We're not taking away from the fact that it's not nice to receive negative or messages that are intended to bring a person absolutely. down because, sadly, what's tragic is that that's that can't pass all of having anything online these days, which is awful, mm-hmm. but, you know, we all get it. Anybody that works with a profile online or has a job like you do or even like I do, you're bound to get negative remarks from people that just want that yet yeah, they're not happening so, so it doesn't make it easier we have some questions from our listeners for you um i was trying to pick the best one today i think this is probably a nice one for everyone and i realize everyone's unique and that's what we're all about in the Food Thought podcast but Tia, what does a typical work day look like for you and that question is you, really Sam.
1: oh well thanks sam for me it will depend on where I am in the season, but a traditional day uh, in life would be waking up. Uh, I typically wake up just before Willow, so kind of organizing the house and getting that a little bit more prepared so that I feel a little bit on top and, and you know, um, organized, if you will, if that's even a possible thing when you have a eight-month-old. <laughs> But we, mix up, we have a bottle, we play around on the ground. Um, sometimes I try and mix it up. I'll play with her or shame my husband will. Or we actually just let her, you know, have some independent time as well. And then uh, from there, it's just about getting ready for the day. So making sure that we have enough lunch for everyone. Willow's now on solids. So we've started introducing solids and making sure that she has enough when we're at the gym. And then uh, we head to our first session. So that could be either at the track or if it's in the gym. Right now, we're not training as much as what we would typically in the months leading into the CrossFit games. But um, it does consist of a morning session where it's more just, uh, you know, endurance based. So either a long run, a track session, swimming, that type of thing. Then we have a lunch and make sure we eat because it's just so crucial that I'm constantly eating throughout the day just to make sure that uh, I have enough energy for training but also I have enough energy for obviously looking after Willow and you know doing doing the daily chores so um, we are probably in the gym for about 6 hours um, and then as we progress yeah <laughs> As we progress into the season and get much closer to the um, CrossFit Games, that will lead into about 10 to 12 hours. So it is definitely something that we're, you know, we're there all the time. Um, And it's really great being here in Australia. I have uh, an endless supply of babysitters from my auntie to my mom to my grandparents. You know, they, they absolutely love her. So she doesn't have to be at the gym that whole time. Um, And then once we are done that, if I do finish early uh, where, you know, training has just been really, you know, ticking off the checklist and um, I finish early, we try and get to the beach while we've been here in Australia. But typically it's uh, going home, getting ready for bed and, and, you know, getting a good night's sleep. I Definitely notice that you have to go to bed when the baby goes to bed because otherwise you're up and you're just so exhausted in the morning if you don't.
0: Yeah, it's funny that time Um, you, we, I used to say, it, and that's the first year that you're in now. I used to go to bed around seven or eight because I knew that I might have to be up at one or I might have to be up at midnight, whatever yeah. time it is. So at least you get four or five. It's amazing how your target's like, oh, five hours in a row. And then you build yeah. it up. You know, as they get bigger, you might get the odd fluke, but there's always something when teeth come or something happens a little ones. Yeah. But that is so interesting. And I think people would love, you know, love to hear the fact that. That's the dedication, you know, mm. that is so important. You have to put that time in. The, t- the time is everything and the muscle memory for your body. So um, the last question, because there were quite a few, but I think we've covered a lot of them. And I think this is a nice one, is Ben has said, what advice would you give to someone that's starting out in strength training? I presume that from the beginning. Oh,
1: absolutely. And I think that when you're starting out in strength training, you know, have patience. Uh, understand that it's a process and you have to trust in the journey trust in the process trust in yourself that eventually you will see progression it's just going to take time because one thing that I learned when I very first started was rushing and trying to get strong overnight and that caused an injury so you're trying to reduce the risk of injury you're trying to be safe and you're also trying to create the longevity of this so Everything that Shane and I have done, we've always done uh, with the, the forefront of our mind thinking, is this going to create longevity career? Because CrossFit is constantly varied. It You have to cover so many different sports and, and fitness domains. And it can be very, very grueling to the body. So, you know, in past, you can see past champions, past athletes in CrossFit have had a very short career in comparison to your NBA players or your tennis players and, and that type of thing. So um, it's definitely something to consider and, and having that patience definitely helps. And then also getting a coach that you trust, you know, someone that definitely knows what they're talking about. Um, you know, we, we actually created – Proven which is our online company that we run online you know strength programs training programs all that type of thing and we started that purely because we realized there's a lot of people that don't really understand or aren't really educated in in what they're talking about and you know they're trying and and it's incredible to see people trying and, and really challenging themselves but We felt like we needed to be that source out there available for people to fast track their, you know, journey, fast track those, you know, hopefully avoid injury or, you know, get a good program that's going to help them develop versus wasting their time on this, that and everything. So take it from me, Def, find some, a program or a coach that really knows what they're talking about.
0: Because you must have been sold every miracle potion lotion out there, let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, I think everyone seems to think that to start staying training, you have to have collagen powder, you have to this powder, you have to take this and that. But actually, like you just said, nice some decent advice and stick at it. Yeah,
1: and it's so true because there is such incredible knowledge out there. And, I mean, so many people when we very first started out and and you you're so optimistic at that time you're you believe anything right so you know there's no wrong it's just really doing your homework i suppose
0: doing your homework guys it's an important one and right we move on to our fact or fiction round and that means if you could answer fact or fiction to the following questions um are you ready for this oh i hope so question one Diet plays a crucial role in strength training and performance. Oh,
1: absolutely. That's a fact, yep.
0: Should you stop training when you're pregnant?
1: Well, this is a touchy subject for a lot of people. I have had an incredible experience myself through training and being pregnant. So I definitely think that you need to um, confine in your health professional or your doctor, whoever you're seeing, but also listen to your body and, you know, listen to what makes you happy because that's something that I did and I had the most incredible experience.
0: Yeah, and to be honest, if you're at the level you're at, yeah, I think definitely but people starting something new probably don't start CrossFit when you're pregnant <laughs> yeah. <at the> halfway <laughs> yeah. through, maybe wait. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I think working out in pregnancy is great. Um, women's sport is gaining recognition now more than ever before from the media.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yes. And it's so incredible to see. I know we, I know we touched on this earlier, but it, it just, it needs to keep growing because, you know, it, it provides more views, more financial opportunities, and just women can really outshine themselves if they really put their heart into it, you know, no pun intended, but it's, um, it's definitely something that's really exciting to see the evolution of.
0: I love that. You have to be at the gym every day to achieve results.
1: I mean, you don't have to be at the gym absolutely every day. You know, I, I enjoy a rest day once a week and I think that that's crucial. But definitely if you're wanting to see results, you have to be in them or, you know, doing something where you're active and you're eating, um, you have a very good nutrition plan and you're eating well that is what's going to help you get results
0: absolutely crossfit is one of the most physically demanding competitive
1: sports. (laughs) i'm sure if everyone has their own opinions but i would definitely say it's one of the best one of the most physical demanding
0: absolutely consistent sleep patterns significantly contribute to athletic performance and recovery
1: absolutely and i just want to add, not just to um athletic performance, but just to everyone's everyday lives. Sleep is an absolute essential to health and well-being. And I I think that that's something that hasn't been spoken enough about either.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, recovery days are just as important as workout days. You've kind of said that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Maybe just one, <laughs> not every day. <laughs>
0: Yeah, not every day the recovery day. Um, mental strength is just as crucial as physical strength in high-level sport.
1: Absolutely, if not more, um, because you don't realize how much you can bring yourself down w- with your own thoughts versus, you know, you, you might be able to physically do something, but if you don't believe in it, well, you know, you're only going to get so far.
0: Exactly. Weightlifting makes women bulky.
1: No, so I would disagree with that one just because I mean I'm very toned and you know some people might think I'm quite bulky but I'm actually very small and you know I only weigh uh 60 kilos. So um I guess it depends on what your definition to bulky is but you can definitely be the dictator to how bulky you can get when lifting weights or, you know, being a weightlifter. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: completely agree. <laughs> I hate that misconception. And the final question, effective strength training can happen outside traditional gym settings.
1: Uh, yeah, sorry, I think I've understood that question enough. But yes, I do think so. I think just being active outside of the gym, inside the gym, it doesn't really matter as long as you're, you know, elevating the heart rate a little bit um you know working on your fitness you definitely are going to find a lot of benefits from that um and you know it doesn't have to be intense but just challenging yourself and you know putting one step in front of the other is is the ultimate goal and will will help tremendously
0: absolutely thank you brilliant fact or fiction round and that wraps up the episode. I can't believe it. We uh, we always finish with a food for thoughts, so a sort of you know take home message for our listeners. And I think mine today, from listening to you, to start would probably be that you can, mm-hmm. you literally can. And um, from listening to you, I, I find it quite inspiring. Um, the motherhood balance, the the capacity to keep going when times are tough but the dedication equally required hard work is required to get good results guys and I I think sometimes sometimes that is often swept over as well you know no one gets anything overnight you don't get to compete in these amazing amazing competitions overnight but you can do it if you put your mind to it Um, what would be a better take-home message from your tier for our listeners today
1: I think I always come back to believing in yourself. You know, it's so hard that if when you are trying to accomplish something and if you are struggling to actually believe in yourself, then how do you expect other people around you to believe in you if you can't even believe in yourself? And I think that that is something that's really it's so important to move forward and to progress further because when you start believing in yourself, you will make everyone else around you believe in you. And that is the mission to to getting that support crew that's going to help create that momentum and that motivation that helps drive that determination. And, you know, when you have, again, it comes back to the title of my book, you know, when you have that heart and, you know, you're passionate about something it just, it beams off you. And I think that that is one of the the biggest reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. It's so damn hard because all I want to do is just be with my little girl, take her to the beach every day, but I can't do that because I need to be in the gym. And it's just those moments there that really just believing in yourself is just absolutely crucial.
0: Yeah. I feel that, I really do. I feel blessed to have had this conversation with you today and for you even to consider the time to come on Food for Thought. So, Tia, everyone needs to get your book. Where can they head to to find out more about what you're doing and, um, yeah, to read more?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, head on over to my Instagram page. I have the links there. Um, There's a bunch of different... um, options where you can pre-order it as well and um that's all online if you google um the heart is the strongest muscle uh it also there are options to actually get signed copies as well um so that's that's all there as soon as you google and um yeah i hope that you guys enjoy the read and i hope you're enjoying this uh this chat Oh my goodness, Tia, a
0: 100%. hundred uh, Thank you is all I can say for your time today and thank you so much for coming
1: on Feed for Thought. No, thank you so much, guys, for having me.
0: Right, that's it. If you're enjoying Food for Thought, you will love what we have coming up in future episodes, I have no doubt. So if you're not already, you just have to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. So this means you get a little notification bell. I wish I'd known about it earlier. There is a lot of misinformation out there and I really hope that we're continuing to bring you the latest research along with our special guests to ensure that you're just getting the best experience possible. So if you are enjoying our episodes and you're learning lots, then please do leave us a review or getting in touch. This will help enormously and ultimately help us reach more people and make sure we're doing the right thing by you and giving you the right information. So, if you want to learn more about the best selling books, the clinic, perhaps you need to book in to see one of our fantastic clinicians, or to find out more about Retrition Plus, you can find everything you need to know on retrition.com. And you can follow, of course, me on Retrition on all social media platforms. Yes, I'm even on TikTok now, guys. So, you can head over there and check it out.